Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips show. I'm Corey. And I am Jennifer. And today we're talking about the importance of online reviews and how really they're the new marketing. In fact, Jen, you were just at the MGMA conference speaking about this, correct? Yeah, I did a virtual conference for their operations certification program. And um, I was lucky enough to be invited in to talk about how marketing and operations are so closely tied together. And really kind of the catalyst, catalyst for all of that is because of online reviews. And I leaned very heavily into the 2021 um, patient experience survey that Press Ganey put out because they've just got this unbelievable data and it shows how people are using reviews to really choose who their doctor is, to do research on their doctor, and that reviews are really the new patient referral process. You know, where you used to market directly to other physicians, now it's really directly to consumers. Yeah, it really is consumer driven. And we all, you know, we talk about this all the time and we know that reviews are really important. But when you hear some of these numbers, it's sobering. Um, so let me, let me read a couple off here. So patients rely on digital resources uh, over two times more than provider referrals when choosing a healthcare provider. That's yeah. nice. What's happening is you'll go to a primary care, primary care will refer you, let's say, to a vascular surgeon. You'll go um, before you're willing to even pick up the phone and go make that appointment. Hopefully you can make your appointment online, but nine times out of 10, which is another one of their key stats, but nine times out of 10 is you got to pick up the phone and call them. And the very first thing you're going to do is check to see what the reviews are about it. And I don't think you have to have a perfect reviews. I think that sometimes physicians get hung up on, I only want my five stars out there. You want to be like 4.4, 4.5, 4.6, that's fine. Um, I'd still go to a sushi restaurant if it was 4.6 stars, but not if it was 3.8. Um, but I just think the very first thing you're going to do, even your mother's going to do it. You know, you're going to go online, you're going to check it, just like if you were choosing a sushi restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, one of their stats was 84% would not see a referred provider, just like you were saying, if they were rated under four stars. And that's totally different than it was, you know, even 10, 15 years ago, because you would be referred to a provider and you'd say, okay, my doctor told me to go to that provider. That's where I'm going. And now it's the paradigm has shifted and really patients are more informed than they ever have been. And with that, they're making these choices that they just wouldn't have you know, even a couple of years ago. And I think what's happening is that not only will a star rating um, kind of deter you from even making that appointment, but what's I think even worse is that even, let's say you only had one choice for a vascular surgeon. You go to that vascular surgeon's office. If I read three or four negative reviews, I'm coming in with this chip on my shoulder or this preconceived, you know, opinion about what my experience is going to be like. And because I'm coming in already thinking it's going to be a negative experience because your communication sucks, 
um, now doesn't matter what actually happens. That's still going to be my experience. I'm going to like self-fulfill the experience based on what I read about your practice. Yeah, that's a great point. So if there's four reviews that talk about how bad the billing department is, you know what you're it's walking out of there. It's going to be a bad experience. Mm -hmm. You're like, great, here we go. And you're setting yourself up for whatever that is going to be. Yeah, it blows me away. But it's the same thing with restaurants. Sure. You know, if I read something to say, like, the fit's not right in these jeans, well, guess what? Those jeans aren't going to fit me. It had nothing to do with my waist. And, right. you know, as I get older, it's got everything to do with the cut. Right. Stay away from the fish tacos when you go out. Uh, I yeah. won't even look at them on the menu. because nope. That's exactly the yeah, case. Could have just been a bad mm -hmm. day or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, let me read you another stat. So over a third of patients have used telehealth in the past year, which is a 338% increase since 2019. So granted, some of that is related to COVID, but it's one of those things where now because um, the cat's out of the bag, people are not going to go back unless they have to. So if you can see your dermatologist or see a primary care doc, and you're comfortable using your phone or a tablet to do that, a lot of people are going to just continue to do that. They're not going to go through all of the hassle of finding a parking space, sitting in the waiting room, seeing the doc for three minutes when you can just you know, pull it up on your phone. We've had multiple people out sick this past week at um, our office, and they will say um, they're working from home. We're like, look, if you're not feeling well, go home, work from home. They're not taking off a full day, but what they are doing is they're all doing a telemedicine appointment or their doctors are doing telemedicine. And I think that's one side of the equation, but I was pulling together a marketing dashboard report for a meeting I've got next week. And we had made some changes to a website for this client's an orthopedic practice. And we brought the telemedicine appointments back like above the fold. And this month they had a thousand online appointment requests and almost 15% were telemedicine appointments. And so I think that the Prescani survey is saying, look, there's been this huge increase in the request for appointments. It is now mainstream. As the, um, the health secretary said um, back in 2020, the genie's out of the bottle. So as a practice, I know your physicians don't prefer telemedicine per se, but the fact is that's what your patients are asking for. Yeah, it, and COVID kind of, it forced that growth it accelerated what people were already doing and those adoption rates. Because if you look at the statistics before, telemedicine was ticking up in popularity from a patient standpoint. But then once COVID happened, it just kind of you know skyrocketed. And now, like you said, the genie's out of the bottle, toothpaste is out of the tube, however you want to say however it. However you want it, to say it. It's not going back. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. So let me hit you with another stat. So assuming quality care, patients rate customer service, and communication as more important than even bedside manner when it comes to a five-star experience. What do you think about that? Um, I think this is the exact reason why I was asked to come to the operations conference to present kind of how marketing and operations are now working together. And that's specifically because um, more often than not, online reviews, reputation management, you know, managing engagement on social media, because that's all like under this umbrella, it's always kind of been relegated to marketing. And now the you know, reviews that are online are even topping word of mouth reviews and referrals like we've seen in, this, in the data that now marketing on a regular basis, and I see it every day with our clients, we're having to work directly with the operation teams at the practice because we're having to not only identify when these, um, this feedback is coming in, 
we're having to work with operations to reach out to patients in a kind of in an offline manner. And now we're being asked more, more than ever to put together training um, to at least explain to frontline staff, which happens to be somebody new every single week right now, of how what they're doing is impacting the practice as a whole. And so all of a sudden, these online reviews, it's the new customer service opportunity, and we have to really be taking this data seriously and then making operational adjustments at the practice level. Yeah, and and when you think about that from a new employee perspective, um, you know, it's, it's really interesting because like you said, those people are new. They got hired to, you know, basically check someone in. And they may not consider how what they're doing, what they're talking about, or when they're having their little sidebar conversations, how that can shape the experience for someone maybe that's having a bad day. That makes their day a little bit worse. They don't want to be at the doctor anyway. Then they go back. They have to wait a little bit more. And they get upset enough to say, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say something about this. I'm going to leave a review. And those are things that we can control, right, as a practice. So that's why it's so important to have that level of training and to make sure that everyone on your team is kind of rowing in the same direction, whether they're new or they've been there five years or 50 years. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting, too. Like, we've been watching. So so Prescani puts out this survey. Um, we're, our only association with Prescani is that we use one of their platforms um, for our clients to attract reviews. Um, they, we use the doctor.com platform and they got acquired by Prescani. But it's interesting to watch the data of how um, people have a little bit of review fatigue right now. So they're leaving a lot less reviews. I mean, we are going from you know, a couple of years ago, 20% of patients would leave reviews if you ask them to. Now we're lucky to get like three to 4%. But that doesn't that hasn't changed where people where people are less likely to re, re, leave a review, they are we are all more likely to go seek out a review in making that decision. And so I think the opportunity to tie it into operations and the in operations and HR. So it's really like a three-legged stool. It's operations, it's HR, and it's marketing. And it's all of us together managing the online review process and managing really the reputation for the provider and for the practice as a whole. Today's episode is brought to you by ReferralMD, the leading centralized referral management platform for healthcare providers. As a cloud-based referral management solutions platform, ReferralMD helps you manage your referral process like you never thought possible. In fact, ReferralMD clients report an increase in referral conversion of 25% since switching to the platform and increases in operational efficiencies by 37% and a reduction in patient leakage by up to 65%. If those benefits sound good to you, and how could they not, we invite you to visit GetReferralMD.com slash DMT, that's D as in doctor, M as in marketing, T as in tips, to schedule a no-obligation tour of the ReferralMD software in action. Plus, as a thank you for being a listener of this podcast, you'll get 50% off. That's 50% off your implementation fee. All you have to do to get that 50% savings is visit GetReferralMD.com slash DMT. And now, back to our show. So last stat here, and it goes exactly to what you're saying. Um, on average, consumers use three different websites during their healthcare research process and read five and a half reviews 
before making that decision. So that means that they're checking, most likely they're gonna go to your website, they're gonna check out maybe your social media platform, and then they're gonna look at a review site or two. And they're gonna look at what people are saying about the practice. If you look like you know what you're talking about and a place that they would like to go to, that's where your website and social media comes into play. And all of this comes together to help them make that decision of picking up the phone or filling out that online appointment request online. Yeah, and it, it really is. I was having a conversation with um, a client who our point of contact with the practice, it's, it's seven practices, I think, together. They're a large ophthalmology group. And she was like, I don't need you to worry about the reviews. I'm handling this. Um, and we said, great, you've got this and this covered, but there's all these other websites that we want to get on you. We want to get on and we want to make sure everything's claimed and verified. And she says, I'm not worried about those sites. I'm only worried about Google and I'm only worried about, I don't know, RateMDs or something like that. And we said, yeah, but there's all these others. They show up on the homepage of Google. We need to make sure it's accurate. And it kind of led to, um, I, I kind of go back to it once in a while. So. My new job, because that's how I feel, like my new job at the agency, for some reason, I have become the expediter. And so, uh, and I'll get to this story. I just like to tell these little anecdotes. So if you've ever worked in a restaurant, my family owns restaurants, so this is something that I'm familiar with. If you're in the back and you're the expediter, you are having to manage, there's the orders coming in, there's table nine needs a refill on their iced tea, this person needs to pay their bill, you need to run this food, we need to put the toast in, whatever it is, and there's a lot going on. And so I really pay attention when I'm asked to do something extra or where I have to find you know, a big block of time on a calendar. And so this morning I'm in there and I had a task um, in our giant task management system that said assign somebody an hour a day for two weeks to claim and to update the um, directory sites for a practice that we just got. And so we have this new client, they're a vascular client, but they're only two providers in one location and I need 10 hours minimum to get in there and update all this stuff. And so I think that as a practice, so often our clients are concerned, rightfully so, about five-star reviews, about 4.4. How do we do this? How do we tie it to operations? But we often forget about how time-intensive this is and how important it is to make sure that your information is accurate, which is also one of the stats with Prescani. Like people, like you have to make sure your information's accurate and you have to start with that. So just like with content or social, we talk about starting with a plan. It's the exact same thing from a reputation standpoint. Yeah, and it's it's funny you say that. I was I was just kind of thinking as you were giving that example, uh, some of the practice managers, and I know the physicians, they'll say, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, they manage our reviews when they're thinking. They have no of, idea, no idea how, how intense this is. Exactly, how time intensive that really is. And, um, you know, for patients, yeah, a bulk of them are just going to use Google or Facebook or some of the, the bigger platforms, the RateMDs and things like that. Um, but not all of them. And again, this is something that you can control if you have the time and the resources and a plan to go onto those different platforms and just ensure that you've got the right photos, the right phone number, the right address, all of those things, because there is going to be a patient that's gonna go to the bottom of the list and click on that review site. And maybe they're gonna pick up the phone and all of a sudden it's the hospital number. 
and it's not your practice number because you weren't paying attention. And the hospital, you know, somehow through NPI numbers, maybe they claim that review under them and you lose out on a patient just because you weren't paying attention. Your eyes not on the ball. Well, and even even more. I mean, Google. So so you touched on NPI. The NPI database gets updated twice a year. And Google is pulling information from a lot of different places, including all of those secondary websites that are on the second and third and fourth page. So what's happening is they're validating the accuracy of your information um, through kind of Google being the source of truth. And then all of that info is trickling down to all of those other websites. So there's a couple of websites out there that you have to be paying attention to for that trickle down effect. And then it's not just the places, when I'm talking about online reputation management, when we are talking about it, it's not just the places where people are leaving a review. It's also, is is your address correct on your directory listing, on your business page? And you have business pages in lots of places. Are your photos accurate? We had a meeting with an ophthalmology group a couple weeks ago. You and I were there together. And they had a, like a 70-inch TV that they pulled up their directory listing on Google. And I was like, oh my gosh, here we go, my Google My Business page. And they said, where are these photos coming from? We don't want this to be our reputation. And what was the answer? It was user-submitted <laughs> photos. It was just an, it was an older patient, and he happened to be... Uh, at the practice, and he took a. I mean, it was mostly a photo of his nose. But then it but... was pictures of his family eating dinner and doing things, and yeah. and you know what? They saw that, and it's another example of how you have to be on top of claiming these things and making sure that the information is accurate. Same thing with um, I had recently a hand doctor who said, you know, when you type in my name. I don't show up on the little maps that that pop in. Well, that's because we needed to change from one directory listing to like the one tag to a different tag. And it's a six month process to get you to show up. And I think a lot of times, like like you said, they think, oh, yeah, they handle my reputation or they get reviews in. But the fact is, there's so much more. And that's why you're tied to HR and tied to operations from a marketing standpoint. Right. It's it's not just uh, picking up a phone and calling Tom Google and saying, hey, we need to, yeah, we need to update this for you if you don't mind. Yeah, thanks. Click. It it doesn't work like that. And, um, you know, it's the same thing when you think about social media, too, where um, you hear a lot of times from physicians, they'll they'll say, because they don't really have the, the bandwidth to consider all of the things that we're doing or, you know, listeners, you as, as a marketing professional in this kind of field, and they'll just say, oh yeah, they do the Facebook. Well, it's not that simple. No, it's certainly not yeah. the Facebook. <laughs> it's the metaverse. All right. Well, with that, I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Marketing Tips show. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.